Welcome back to Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Marco Flalo in Montreal and joined by my guest, Sandy Panasar, EVP of Strategic Alliances for Turnium Technology Group, also on the Marketing Advisory Council for the Linux Foundation. Sandeep, thank you for joining me on your vacation from beautiful. Where is that? In the background, I can kind of see where you are. Yeah, well, I'm in Naramata, BC. So Naramata Bench is where all the wineries are, where all the beautiful sun is, Soyuz, Okanagan. Like, this is... This is truly where it where it happens. Where it happens, and where you happen to ha- happen to be. So uh, let's rewind a bit, okay? Let's rewind before you were on your on your vacation. Before uh, your, uh, who knows how your travels were. We can get to that on another show. Uh, but Friday, a major incident here in Canada, where Rogers Wireless, one of the main three telecommunications companies that we I I, I think at this point take for granted, um, had a major outage that they say is because of a maintenance update gone wrong on a core switch in their network. I know that you can't speak on behalf of Rogers. I can't speak on behalf of Rogers. Really, just from your own personal experience, with the you know years and decades of experience in the networking world, is it plausible that that's what caused an outage of this capacity? And we're talking about cell phone coverage, wireless coverage, landline coverage in Ontario. Could that really be the cause? So the answer is yes, and I will speak. I will speak from my personal experience, right? Um, BGP is one of those protocols that just propagates all over the place. And if you let it go wild and you make a mistake, it will screw things up. Um, that's happened to me before I've taken down a nationwide network, not me personally, but people, people in the company have taken down a nationwide network, uh, just on that basis. Um, it's happened with iWeb. It's happened with, um, yeah, uh, um, you know, all, all peerless. It's happened with with all of the, the the service pro- providers. I think the thing that we need to keep in mind here, and I think the thing that's the most important, is that we need to reconsider how we are dealing with business continuity. Right? We take connectivity. We take uh, communications for granted. So, communications is an essential service. Period. Right. So whether it's 911, whether it's hospitals, whether it's 411 or any of the other government and business services, that's a huge deal. And when those things go down, that's horrible for people. And they're they're potentially life threatening challenges that that happen for people that are sick. But I think the other thing that's really super important is that we don't realize how much we rely on the Internet, how much we rely on communications, Zoom, um, WebEx, um, you know, BlueJeans, whatever, whatever the, the the services are, right? And those are the things that keep businesses up. So, if that's the way we're treating services, then I personally believe we need to rethink that and reevaluate that. Now, I, I found myself in a situation, um, you know, on Friday where I got downtown. I knew everything was down. Told my wife, "Okay, I'm leaving. I should be there in about an hour." And I'm looking for parking on Blurry Street in downtown Montreal, and I'm realizing, wait a second, I can't even pay for this. I can't even pay for parking because I have no internet connection on my phone to launch the app to pay for parking. I ended up going to a parking lot where I could get a ticket and pay for it later, and that was all great. Fast forward to three hours later, I'm leaving. I make a phone call on Skype because I can use voice over IP. I get a hold of a landline. I say, okay, I'm leaving. I get in my car. My car is great. It says it's going to take me 18 minutes to get home at 5 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. 
in Montreal, which is when my brain clicked and said, wait a second, no one can report anything to Waze and I'm not getting any of the data. That's why everything looks clear. It says they're going to be home in 18 minutes. There's no police on the road. It's all awesome. And, and that's when I started, you know, the snowball effect. And I started realizing, OK, not only were these services that I take for granted down, but I wasn't prepared for it. And I have a responsibility both personally to myself, if I want to maintain connectivity, like I do at home, I've got multiple carriers at home, but also to my clients. And and as much as yes, Rogers was at fault for what happened to their network, it really made me rethink the way that I had responsibility here. Because if someone's hiring me for a service and my service relies on wireless connectivity, for me to stick my eggs in one basket, that's irresponsible of me. Now, I may I may have done it because I've never had an issue like this before, but I could tell you now, as of Friday night, I now have two wireless carriers on my phone. I've got an account open with Bell with a SIM card that I can pop into another device. But look at a service like Interact, which is our debit machines here in Canada. They, they're still not working. They, they were down all day Friday. Is that because they're just using Rogers as a carrier? Where, where does responsibility lie here, right? Because there's so many questions to be asked. So re- responsibility lies with the service provider. It's always going to lie with the service provider. But then there's a second level of responsibility or maybe a primary level of responsibility where you look at a, an organization like Interact where, uh, guys, you didn't think about business continuity. That's not Roger's fault. Roger's was always going to go down. And TELUS will go down. Bell will go down. Like it will happen. Marvel went bankrupt. Like, I mean, like it happens. Um, and so you need backups, period. And so whose responsibility is that? I think the primary responsibility re- relies or lies with the service provider that is providing the actual service. So in this case, the Interact Corporation or me to my clients at the end of the day, if I choose to use Rogers, it's my fault that I didn't have a backup in place to make sure that I can continue to provide my service to that company. Yeah, oh, I, and and so let me let me look at this different way, right? It's not about fault; it's about not um, future thinking, right? Future proofing your network, and this is something that we lost when we had the last dot com boom, where. Um, security was the first thing that went down. Network was the second thing that went down. And we literally stopped serving those pieces because we wanted to save money. And, you know, we were in a, in a financial crisis at that point, right? Plus the market was, were collapsing at the time. And, you know, we're kind of going through the exact same thing again. Now, if you look at the markets now today, if you look at networking and security, everybody's like, yeah, we don't need it, but the reality is we actually do. So what we want or what we should be doing is diversity of network, um, you know, a disaggregated approach in terms of hardware and how we put things together, uh, hard, not just hardware, just the entire network stack. So um, what we do at Turnium is literally you can bundle as many providers as you want together. We've done 23 connections and bonded them and done all that kind of stuff, whether it's LTE, 5G, uh, DSL, cable. It really doesn't matter who the last mile provider is. And I think that's what gives you resilience for your business, right? Um, And I think that's a huge, huge deal because it's not something that people think about. We've been trained not to think about it. And in being trained not to think about it, 
suddenly when you have a single provider that goes down, you're like, oh, snap. That what that should have thought of that, right? Shoulda, coulda, didn't. But this is a you know, it's it's a it's a big wake up call, right? It's a big wake up call to a lot of anybody in this business who relies on on, on wireless connectivity or even hardline connectivity like that. It's a big wake up call, and I think people are going to be reevaluating. Not you know, I I know on a personal level, people reevaluate the carriers and the, and the choices they make, and they diversify it. But I think on the business side of things, people are going to really have. I mean, if you're interact today, you're you're going okay. Wait a second, we got to fix this. This cannot happen again. This just can't happen because we're just not providing our service to the client. Are is is technology in a place today? And and this, of course, you can speak to from the turning point of view that this shouldn't have happened, and that we can have the tools that are disposable without spending millions of dollars to make sure that we at least have two or three options available to us. Is that attainable now? Or is that something that's really still far, far out? No, 100%. That's what we do for a living on a day to day basis. We make people's businesses better. And, you know, we we normalize the network, right? So packet loss, jitter, latency, etc. Bonding, failover, uh, whether it's wireline or, um, you know, wireless, like that's, that's what we do on a database day to day basis right now. And so I think the thing that is the most important is that organizations somehow have gotten themselves to a point where it's not valuable to them. So then suddenly you have a major service provider that goes down. I mean, think about this, right? I mean, you, you've got a, you've got a, a North American audience, right? So it's not just about Rogers in Canada, right? Verizon will go down at some point. AT&T will go down at some point. They, it's just nothing lasts forever. And we have become so acclimatized and so used to everything lasting forever that we've taken it for all for granted. So I think everybody and every organization needs to uh, rethink how they deal with business continuity. And, you know, I, I was talking with a, a colleague of mine and it was literally was, continuity as an essential service, right? I think that is a a very big deal. And I think that's something that, you know, all all organizations should start thinking about. Um, It's something that we do out of the box. There are a number of other companies that do it as well, too. I think we do it better, but that's just me being biased. Uh, But yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, uh, you, know, you know, continuity as an essential service is something that we need to start thinking about, right? This means not just business continuity for voice and for hosted PBX uh, and for um, video calls and WebEx and that kind of stuff, but it means things like 911. 411 municipal services, uh, the things that will really save people's lives, the things that keep businesses alive. Absolutely. I don't know how many, how many billions of dollars were lost between Thursday and Friday between all the businesses that were out of service. I can tell you. Or how many businesses are going to lose money because of it, just because of it, it pointed out their weaknesses, <clears throat> right? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is this is a real turning point uh, in terms of what we do next. But I think part of it comes down to an essential core of how we view things and how we view things to me is what do we take for granted right here in our core? Right. And what do we take for granted in our core? Those are the things like we expect 
to have communications. We expect to have Wi-Fi when we show up in a hotel. We expect to have Wi-Fi when we show up on a cruise ship. We expect those things. And that expectation is what makes us weak. So I think what I would, I shouldn't say I think, what I believe is that if organizations could suddenly come together and figure out, figure out how they want to be in the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year, and how they want to perform, they can choose, and it's a choice, right? But they can choose to be better and do things better. You know, I, I, I talk about the future a lot, and you and I have spoken about, you know, 5G technology and the future of medicine, being able to have a doctor in, in BC perform a surgery in Montreal. The thought of something like that being interrupted by something that happened on Friday, um, it, it changes the entire scope in which I even have that conversation now. Because, it, it, you know, ways, yeah, my, my issue is I can't park and I can't get home in, 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 you know, 28 minutes. But someone could be on an operating table um, having surgery conducted that they think is going to save their life and suddenly, oh, sorry, the internet's gone. We can't... Uh, we can't we can't finish that. You're about to die on the table. That's scary. That's scary because that could be me on that table in ten years from now needing that surgery. But it's not just that, right? So if you would look at it from a telemetry standpoint, right? Because it is all about telemetry. So it's how do we get information from one point to another? So it could be uh, a plane to an air traffic co- controller. It could be what you just stated, like health care to a surgery or a, or a surgeon that's doing a remote surgery, let alone being in front of a, uh, actually on the patient themselves could be, um, Uber going off the road. It could be like anything like that. Right. I mean, these are, these are things that we don't realize how much redundancy we actually need. And the reason people don't pay for redundancy is it's like, it's an insurance policy. But we, but, but, but we all personally pay for insurance. We pay for health insurance, right? So it's like, I want to take care of my kids. If I die, if I get disabled or whatever the case may be, I want to make sure my kids are taken care of. So why do we have a completely different attitude from the same people and organizations that will pay for insurance, but won't actually pay for proper insurance for their businesses? And this is, this is the kind of society that we've built. And I think it, it's, it's a little bit of a bleed off of, uh, you know, 1999, 2000, 2001, when we had the crash, where everyone was just like, yeah, we're going to just stay away from all this stuff because security, you don't smell it, you don't see it, costs a lot of money. Um, redundancy, you don't smell it, you don't see it, costs a lot of money. And I only need it when I need it. So everybody forgot to need it. But it's also like the pandemic. We also forgot to wash our hands for 100 years. So You bring up an interesting point there because I, I spent some time on Friday, um, you know, on with Bell Mobility, getting a second, you know, SIM card on my phone active and running so that I'm at least able to make sure I can deliver what I need to to my clients. Um, but maybe there's a new level of service that needs to exist across everybody, which is which is almost like an insurance policy where you're not going to pay $60 a month for something you're not using. Maybe you're paying $20 a month, but when you do use it, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to expand as you need it. 
literally an insurance policy that a lot of companies could instate for that purpose exactly. So you don't feel like you're spending, okay, I'm doubling what I'm spending. I'm spending a smaller amount, but when I'm going to use it, I'm going to benefit from it. But when I'm not, they're going to benefit from it. I'm, I'm going to be feel less, less likely or less apprehensive to give somebody my money. On my side, it's a cost of doing business. I got to do it. But I can understand how somebody who just wants to make sure they can get in touch with their loved ones might not want to spend another $60 a month for a whole new line. But maybe there can be a tier that that comes out of this. Um, that, that could be an insurance policy for other providers. And, and you're 100% right. I mean, and, and that's what we do with Turnium, right? I mean, it's literally carrier diversity and you, you put as many connections in as you want and as many diverse carriers and it will create a unique tunnel that works just for you. And so then you can get from core to edge and back to other edge points. So whether it's branches or whether it's cloud or whatever the case may be, use your own hardware, et cetera, that kind of stuff. And that's exactly what we do, right? So it's 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 interesting, the timing in terms of all of this, um, you know, especially that we've gone to the markets now as well too. So it's kind of neat. Um, but at the same token, it's a very serious challenge that we have, or not we, but the challenge that the, the world has because it doesn't just exist in Canada because Rogers went down, right? Uh, it, it, the, any business, exactly. Anyone can go down. And the thing is that I, I'm a firm believer that nothing lasts forever. So if it can go down, it will at some point. And so, you know, bulletproofing yourself for that, I think is an amazing thing that needs to be done. Um, but people have to realize that it's not just Canada. It's not just Rogers. I mean, I know we're picking our Rogers today, but but it's not just them. It's this could have been insert telecom here, right? Yeah, exactly. It could have been any telecom could, that went down anyone. on Friday. In any country, it was Rogers, in yeah. any country, and any CLEC as well too, because the CLECs are buying from the the ILEX. So the CLEX are buying from the ILEX. If the ILEX goes down, the CLEX go down as well too, right? So you you, you know you've got a cascading challenge here and a cascading problem. Well, you know, hopefully we, uh, you know, people take a look at themselves internally and say, okay, is this, is this, you know, lack of this service, lack of connectivity, is it something that cost me money? Is it something that hurt my business? And if so, then they're definitely in in the category of businesses that need to call companies like Turnium and make sure they have solutions in place there. I'm sure there's mom and pop stores that, you know, survive just fine. And people who took the day off of social media and enjoyed, uh, enjoyed the beautiful weather. But uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be continuing to have this conversation, I think down the road, especially, you know, have you on again and talk about Turnium itself and talk about some of those solutions and how they work, because I think that there's a lot of jargon that's thrown out, especially over the past couple of days that, that people are still trying to wrap their heads around and determine whether they actually need it or not. Yeah, well, listen, I, I, I'm happy, Mark, to, to help you distill all that and sort of bring it to an understandable level. So anytime. Well, say, thank you for interrupting your vacation. Uh, Sandy Panasar again, EVP of Strategic Alliances for uh, Turnium Technology Group, uh, Turnium.io, correct? Uh, TTGI.io. TTGI.io. Awesome. Uh, and of course, uh, Marketing Advisory Council for the Linux Foundation. Thank you for being here. We'll catch you again on another episode of, uh, of Your Tech Report. Thanks, Sandy. All right. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.